have you thought about what you want your ideal teaching schedule to be? So would it surprise you to know that I went from being stressed and overwhelmed with six or more preps per year myself to a couple years later having three full-time teachers teaching those same preps, but it being spread through the three of us. Today we're talking about setting goals and specifically we're talking about setting SMART goals. So listen up and be sure to check out the recruiting roadmap that will help you guide yourself in achieving your dream schedule. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about, in addition to applying great teaching principles. Hey friends, for this episode, I've actually created a download that will help guide you through what I'm going to teach you in this episode. It is the Recruiting Roadmap, and it's available on my website, kristenmasick.com forward slash roadmap, or I will include a link in the show notes as well to help you get started on increasing your enrollment. So my transformation statement is that I help career and technical education teachers who are spread thin by teaching multiple preps each day, go from being stressed and overwhelmed to having their ideal schedule, teaching the courses they are truly passionate about. So one of the things that I've noticed as I talk to other CTE teachers, myself, my husband, and those who I've worked with, is that there are a lot of times where we can be stressed and overwhelmed and it goes beyond our normal teaching stress. So there is that. We've got to worry about what we're teaching every day and how we're going to assess students. And then there's kind of this overarching stress on the fact that we're flipping so frequently to different content areas. And maybe our subjects are slightly related, but sometimes they're not, or maybe they're somewhat related. There's that. And then there's also this fear and this worry of whether or not we are going to be full time next year. So what is our schedule going to look like? What are we going to be teaching? And unfortunately, I have felt like a first year teacher several times in my career. So yes, my first year teaching, I'm taking over someone else's schedule so I'm doing their schedule. Then I moved to another school, taking on a a non-existent schedule, so having to kind of build my schedule, but having to have a ton of different preps so that I can be full-time. And then later going to a magnet school within my district and figuring out what my schedule looks like there and having, once again, multiple preps. So I finally figured it out in my sixth or seventh year of teaching, probably closer to my seventh year of teaching, is when I finally figured out the steps that I needed to take in order to teach the schedule that I ideally I wanted. So in that seventh, eighth, ninth year of teaching, I will tell you that I went from teaching 
six preps, six different preps within one year to uh, the following year I had, we were able to hire an additional teacher. So I was teaching three preps and he was teaching three preps or both full time. And then even the year after that, hired an additional teacher and she was able to teach some of the preps as well. We still had, we each had two or three different preps, but there were three of our, of us instead of just me. So it is possible. And I wanted to share with you in this episode today, how to actually get started. So the, it's going to be pretty basic and well, at least it seems basic in nature, but maybe we're not doing it. And quite honestly, I wasn't doing this for my first six years of teaching. I had this idea that someone was going to fill my schedule for me because kids need to take electives. And what better elective to take than one of my classes? And I just thought that it was going to fill up, not realizing that besides the fact that there are tons of electives, we were also having kids be teacher assistants or office aides, or we were having kids just take free periods and leaving the school early or graduating early. And we've got to provide something for them that they feel like is of value in order to take our classes. The other thing is, is that a lot of times I don't think the counselors had a clue what I was teaching, who I wanted in there, and my admin didn't really know kind of what my plans were and what I was excited about. So with the recruiting roadmap, we've got to start with setting goals. And um, I feel like it's a little bit ironic that I'm starting with using the SMART strategy, the S-M-A-R-T strategy. And I was teaching it at the time. Like I taught it in my third and fourth year in a class that I was teaching, but I wasn't applying it to myself within my course enrollment. I was applying it in other ways in my life, but not that particular one. So when I finally figured out that I needed to set an actual goal and a SMART goal in order to achieve the schedule that I wanted, that's when things started to change. So as a review for the SMART strategy, so it is an acronym because, you know, in education, we just love our acronyms, S-M-A-R-T. So the first is specific. You got to be as specific as you can. So you can't just say that you want to increase your enrollment. And while that's nice, I mean, increasing by 10, does that mean that you just increased your enrollment? Did that actually do anything by only increasing it by 10 students? Is that actually an extra section? Um, You got to really be specific about that. So I've got an example of like, you're going from teaching four sections of class A and two sections of class B, and one section of class C. So this is if you're looking at, maybe you want a beginning, intermediate, and advanced class. You've got to kind of strategize and figure out, okay, like what does that actually look like? And the more specific you are, the more clear your steps will be to get there. So you really need to think about specific, making your goals specific. 
Now it's got to be measurable as well. So you've got to find some way of tracking it because this might take more than one year and quite possibly it will. And even along throughout the year, you're going to want to track and see what your success is because there are ways where you can tweak things during the registration process that might actually help you get closer to your goal. But if you don't have a clue as to how you're going to measure that goal, you're not knowing whether or not you're going in the right direction. So you really need to think about what does that look like in measurement. And the easiest way is numbers, especially if we're talking about course sections. So you've got to figure out So in my example, it was four sections of class A. Like, what does that mean in terms of student numbers? How many requests do you need in order to have that be successful? You might need to stretch a little bit and go and talk to an administrator or a counselor and find out if I were to get X amount of requests What's the likelihood that that will end up being a section for me? Because once upon a time, I bribed kids with candy bars and I said, here, if you sign up for my class or if you request my class, I'm going to give you a candy bar. And so I had this number. I'm like, this are, these are the requests. But by the time that the schedules were made, not all of those kids were put into my class because of required courses that they had to take took precedence and they weren't in my class. So it didn't end up actually being a full section. They combined my sections again because it was one of my advanced courses. And you've got to really know kind of what is that number or numbers that you're looking for. So the next thing is make it achievable. So this is our A. So dream big, but don't set a goal that can't actually be achieved. If your goal doesn't have steps to where you want to go, it's just a dream. Which dreams are great and they can become goals when they have actual plans attached to them. So think about, do you have a five-year goal for your program? where you want it to be in five years, where you want to be in two years, and then really make that achievable. And you, once again, you may need to talk to someone about this because possibly the idea of going from, I'm teaching part-time, I'm only teaching two sections, to next year, I'm teaching an entire full schedule, which would be awesome if you could get there But you also want to make sure that it's not only achievable within you yourself, but that the the FTE or the full-time equivalent, that money is there to support that goal because that's kind of what it comes down to in the end is are they going to be able to afford you? So that was like a little bit of a tangent, but the next one is R, so relevant. So make sure that your goal is something you want to be working on. Don't work on something that isn't going to get you to the place that you want it to be. Make sure that it's something that you're qualified for. Uh, If you're wanting to teach a new class, if you're wanting to add an additional class, like make sure that you already have what's in place for that so that you're not having additional work for yourself. Also, consider the economy and the community 
in which you teach. So I taught engineering. And although I think everyone should take engineering, not everyone wants to. So you've got to really think about it. I'm like, could I have really taught full time this one class of engineering? And it and it, like specifically, if I were going into drafting and or like architecture, could I have filled up my entire schedule with architecture? Well, the market wasn't super great for architects. And the community didn't really stress it. The nearest university was about an hour and a half away that offered that program. And quite honestly, that was the only university in our entire state that actually offered an architecture degree. So kind of look at your community, verify that it is something that your community values and that your economy can support it as well before you kind of go down that path. All right. And then last is T for timely. So know how much time you need to accomplish your goal and set your goal to be achieved in that specific time frame. Your recruiting process should always be ongoing. But set up your goals so that you can track your progress at the end of each school year as well as during. So you may want to set some places where you might be able to track that along the way. So those are the examples of setting your SMART goal. So I really want you to focus on setting your SMART goal. Really think about what is going to help you get to where you want to go and where where do you want to start and where do you want to end and for the next episode we're actually going to go into how to actually map that out so that you can achieve your goal your homework for this week is to do some soul searching and figure out your SMART goal. Remember, there might be some people that you need to talk to. Maybe you need to talk to an admin. Maybe you need to talk to a counselor. Maybe you need to talk to a CTE director and figure out and let people know what your goal is for your program. Remember, you can download this guide at kristenmasick.com forward slash roadmap. And then I have a link down here as well. And join me on social media. Let me know what your SMART goal is. I hang out most of the time on Instagram, but I'm also on Facebook. And there is also the On Your Prep podcast community group on Facebook where you can share your ideas as well and possibly get some feedback from myself or other community members. And remember, tune in next week and we'll go over how to actually set up your roadmap. Until then. 